What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. I am your host, Ken Cardez, a.k.a. Omega Z, editor-in-chief of the Decode written content available over at DigitalEarEntertainment.com. We're coming to you live from the Waypoint Cafe, and I'm joined by Waypoint Cafe owner and operator, CL Geek Boy, a.k.a. Gino, the disembodied voice off to my right. Uh, Welcome to the stream, where we talk about all things esports and gaming. Uh, since last week, it's been a pretty, uh, crappy week in gaming news. It's uh, been bad news for everyone. It's, it's been bad news, uh, for everybody. I half expect... Good news for New Yorkers, though. Yeah. I half expect Wade Barrett to, like, just show up and be like, I've got some bad news for you. I mean, what, well, what's his name left from Stadia, from Google? Yeah. What well, was his name? I don't, I don't know his name, but the guy who created it. Like no, it's the guy that everyone that every video game company keeps hiring, and their console launch fails. He failed the PS3. He failed the Xbox. Then he went to Stadia, and that failed. What was his name? I'm about to look it up because, like, I'm the not- president. He was the president of Sony for a little bit. No, he wasn't. Before Kaz Harai. He's like the U.S. president. What the heck is that guy's name? I'm looking it up. Phil Harrison? Yes. Phil Harrison never worked at Sony. But yeah, dude is cursed. He worked at Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> I do not remember him at Sony at all. I, wasn't he the, the presenter for the PS3? Or one of like the marketing lead for the PS3 at one point? Nope. All I know is that this, this is a dude who's been touched by every single company. And every time he touches a company's console, it fails. I think if anything, he was like maybe uh, overseas. That's yeah. I think he was like the UK head or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, every time he touches a console company, it just has a bad generation. Yeah, but I don't think he was there that long. No, he wasn't. That's ten. I'm like, this man still have a job. If we ever get one from him, got it. Yeah. <laughs> don't open his emails. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, yeah. The, if the, uh, in terms of like news, yeah, Phil Harrison left Stadia. Yay! Like I don't know, Stadia. I was never that enthused about any of those like online platforms like Stadia and the Amazon Luna and what else came out. <laughs> I mean, this Games Pass that works. Well, Games Pass. Well, Games Pass was smart about it. They yeah, had actual f- games on it. <laughs> Oh, so you're saying Destiny 2 is not an actual game. That was just Bungie being nice. Like, we'll give you... Uh, and Red Dead time. Redemption 2? Red Dead Redemption is not a game. That's a Western simulator. It's still a game. That's a life on the range. And equally as boring. Wasn't that boring? It was very boring. That game was a chore to play through. Anyway. I had a lot of fun just dragging people around by horse. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, it wasn't for me. I uh, killed a lot of horses and a lot of people. You are you are a terrible person. Well, I tie them to the horse, get off the horse, spook the horse to go off a cliff while dragging them. It's the best way to go. 
kind of mean. <laughs> like, damn. Who hurt you? <laughs> That's a long story. <laughs> anyway, we got a... We got a, 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 a nice little scrumptious togethering of news when it comes to somewhat fun stuff and then a whole week of bad things. Uh, but before we get into that, let's update everybody with what we've been playing this past week. Fishing. You've been fishing. So I've I'm, I'm going to guess you've been playing uh, Dredge. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Dredge, Dredge is a good game. <laughs> yeah, Dredge is a great game. So, I played the demo and I loved the demo like months ago. Right. Then I started playing. Uh, then I picked up the game finally. And I'm just like, this is so. It, it's just the story is presented correctly. It's just creepy enough. But it's just like, oh, I don't really have to worry about anything. I just want to sit and fish. I like that it has the original Resident Evil Four like item. Yeah. Set up, and I'm like, this is great. More games should do this. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Dredge is a uh, sort of like a role playing game. Most of the time, you're just spent fishing. But you're not fishing for fish. You actually go into this town and in the water. Well, you are hired as a fisherman for the town. You're hired as a fisherman for the town and you hunt down eldritch horrors. Oh, you that sometimes to be fish in the water them. and you, you fish them out of the water. Yeah. And so, you get stuff and then you solve a mystery about the lighthouse and everything else. Yeah. So there's like a narrative. And why no one can leave the, the, the archipelago. That's not a word that we get to use very often. Yeah, we really don't get to use that a lot. <laughs> It's like, what word? Archipelago. When was the last time you used that? High school. Christmas. <laughs> the Islands of Misfit Toys. Shut up, Jim. It's used in that. It's used <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> the archipelago of like the years. Okay. Right, so you've been liking Dredge, right? I love Dredge. It's so I've, much fun. I've been keeping an eye on it. Uh, I haven't had uh, a moment to try to pick it up or play it mostly because uh, I've been playing Chia, which I finally finished this past oh, nice. Tuesday. But you're uh, playing Resident Evil 4. I've been doing that also. So I have to ask, did you get the alternative costume? Yes, I did. I have. How uh, many times have you shot the lake? Not, not too many. <laughs> I got the, the gangster outfit. I got the, the old. So someone said that there's a new speedrun strat. But the old speed one shot of just knifing everyone still works. Yeah, there's a new one where you get to skip like the whole yeah. village section. Yeah. But apparently there are certain boss fights that go fast if you just suplex people. Yes. <laughs> so you suplex city. Yeah, you, you shoot them in the knee, they'll go down. Suplex. <laughs> suplex. Yeah. <laughs> it's very fun to see what some of these people come up with in terms of speed runs and whatnot. So I like that it still has the camp. Of course. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so we're gonna so that just makes me happy for five is just gonna be off the rails. Maybe. I want it to be off the rails again. I really want it to be so off like, the rails. They they dialed down the camp, but it still retains some of the camp. Uh it's action it's Leon Kennedy as action movie star Leon Kennedy. Yes. Action movie star cop Leon Kennedy. That's still there. You know, the best thing they did was <laughs> they matured. Ashley. So oh, is she not useless anymore? No, she's not. She actually does things. And then... Um, Good. <laughs> and then they changed some of the boss fights so that they're a little bit different from the encounters than you remember from the original game. That's good. So there's that. Is that creepy guy still there? Oh, the creepy guys are always there. No, like the, the Count? Yeah. 
the Salazar? Yeah. He's kind of integral to the story. I know, but like, did they update his voice? No. Oh, so it's just as irritating as it always... Good. <laughs> what yeah. I like to call the knockoff it clown. My favorite thing that they added was uh, you have a parry system now, so your knife can parry so we street fight like 90% of the attacks. You know, guy comes at you with a pitchfork, parry. Guy throws an axe, parry. Did you just not parrying? You can parry the chainsaw. You can parry ro- rockets. You can parry rockets. It's great. So yeah, so no, it has it. it <laughs> so now they have to top that for five. I want Chris Redfield to punch rockets <laughs> and not take and not take damage. It's pretty insane how much you can parry in that game. Can you parry and deflect like a rocket at enemies? Uh, it just goes off in a different direction. Okay, because in Halo, you technically can redirect the rocket back at someone. Uh huh. If you have the gravity hammer and you hit it before the rocket hits you, it will bounce the rocket somewhere else. <laughs> Do you know how many people it's like, wait, you killed yourself. How did you kill yourself with a rocket? You don't even know. It's like he bounced it back at me. What? We had to go back and look at the replay. The guy bounced it at the perfect thing that it ricocheted and it hit the floor and then somehow turned around and hit me back. I'm like, I got hit with my own rocket. What the hell? Yep. I want Chris Redfield to backhand rockets. I want Chris Red. No, I want Chris Redfield to walk around with just a boulder to throw at people. That's a little too much. It would be it, why it's canon to the story. Uh, it's apparently canon that Leon can knife parry everything. I guess <laughs> if Leon can knife parry everything, Chris Redfield should be able to summon boulders at will. <laughs> 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 points to the sky <laughs> boulder <laughs> I mean they're gonna give Wesker something stupid we all know it I really want to know how they're gonna fix that that situation what situation the Ada Wong Wesker's son being Wesker well Wesker's son was a clone I know it's still they, weird they, they tell you that in six I know it's still weird Boulder. <laughs> Chris Redfield just is like, everyone give me your energy. Gee, Boulder. Boulder. <laughs> what, was it six where he's running through the volcano with the rocket launchers on each arm? And just you just had unlimited. I'm like, how are you reloading these? Just do, do you just through pure bicep? He, he's pure bicep. I'm telling you, there needs to be an alternate costume for Chris Redfield, and it's just a bicep. <laughs> You just run around like it, it'll replace the tofu mode. It's just bicep. Just bicep. <laughs> you press the button and it flexes. I, and the flex is like a shield. So that's how you that's how you block attacks. You press the button to flex and not. It's like that. It was like that Wii game where you had the flex to get through the. Remember that Wii game? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> What was that game? It was a Japanese game. And you had to pose and everything. You had to pose and everything. That game was hilarious. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Like gaming's missing that right now. I'm like, give me the weird stuff. Muscle March. Yeah, I think that's Muscle March. Yeah, 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 yeah. That game. Give me the crazy. weird stuff. I want the weird stuff again. I appreciate the weird games now. I do too. Pizza Tower is great. Of course it is. Even if it is a Warrior Land 4 reskin. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> Who literally cares? 
It's like, well, Nintendo didn't give us Warrior Land. We got the same thing. Yeah. We got Warrior Land, we got Warrior Land 5 at home. Warrior Land 5, Pizza Tower. <laughs> Pizza Tower. <laughs> got an angry Italian guy. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. <laughs> RE4 remake is great. Uh, Chia was fantastic. Uh, I was very surprised at how good that game was because I did not think an indie developed open world game would be as good as it is. And the fact that this title took from like a lot of open world titles, it borrows a lot from, you know, Elden Ring. It borrows a lot from Breath of the Wild. It borrows a lot from Horizon. It borrows some stuff from Mario Odyssey because you have this possession mechanic. It's kind of like... Can we talk about how creepy that is? No. It's not (laughs) creepy. It's the best power. You know why it's the best power? Because in Chia, the only fast travel ports are docks that you can put your boat in and the docks are like around the different islands. So like if you want to get somewhere really fast, it encourages you to possess animals and stuff so you can be the animal and fly or run. That's fine. And then I discovered that you can possess rocks, and rocks have the highest top speed of anything that's in the game. What? Rocks. <laughs> How do you, <laughs> you know what's the best thing about possessing a rock? What? You take no fall damage. <laughs> so. No, but I was talking about it in, in Odyssey. I, I never really thought about it. So it made me rethink about New Donk City. Oh, like how he possessed entire humans and stuff? Yeah, I have a real great question about that. Where does he go? No. What is Mario? I don't know. He's not whatever those he's people not are. Human. He's not human. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you think, it's like, what? What is he? I don't know. He's an Italian plumber from Brooklyn, apparently. <laughs> what do we have? What do we... Was he born around Can the Guan- Was he born around the Gowanus Canal? I wish that was a thing I could do in Chia. What? Can't... Was he born around the Gowanus? That that's the only title, I don't know. What, title he... ten site of the Gowanus. So technically, from what I understand, uh, if you go by Yoshi's Islands canon, Mario and Luigi are from the Mushroom Kingdom. Which contradicts them being Italian plumbers from Brooklyn. So, I don't know. Anyway, Chia, great game. <laughs> uh, no, I can't summon Chris Redfield to eat me across the map. But uh, you can possess rocks and it gives you, it's the highest top running speed on as far as like land concerned. Because you can just eat yourself across the map. Because you can jump as a rock. And the physics push you along, so you're literally flying across the land as a rock, hopping, hopping, oh hopping, God. hopping, and you take no fall damage, so you can eat yourself off a mountain and go all the way down the side of it. And then you can unpossess the rock, slide down the mountainside to get more speed, jump at the last second, and you just eat yourself across a landscape. And then once you're about to land, you aim for more rocks, and then before you crash into the ground and die... You hit the possession mechanic, so you possess the rock and take no damage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was very surprised at how good this game was, uh, especially uh, its narrative, seeing that the open world genre t- tends to, to lack in that. Sometimes. I mean, some games do it really nicely. That's why we honor stuff like Ghost of Tsushima. 
with those associations. I had great story and great side stories and everything. It was just everything I, you could want in an open world game. Elden Ring. There was no uh, dating mechanic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, but Chia just did a lot. And the fact that this was a team of 12 that were able to put this much into an open world game. And it's not a long game. Like, it's like if you want to do everything, it's like the 10 to 15 hour mark to get all the collectibles and see everything that the island has to see. Yeah. Um, if you just focus on the story, it's probably like four or five hours long. And it's such a heartfelt and emotional story because the creator of the game said that he wanted to showcase uh, his experiences in New Caledonia, which the islands are based off yeah. of. And it was just so heartfelt and so full of warmth and emotion. Like it, I, It's one of those games that you're like, I wish more games were like this. In terms of uh, its feel and its like atmosphere and its very happy-go-lucky attitude. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I get that. Even though it had like some serious subject matter, you know, you're trying to take on a a half-human, half-worm god that likes to devour children for power. Um, <laughs> can get a little dark sometimes, but it's like Disney movie dark, you know. <laughs> Which Disney movie are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. It was like a dark fantasy Disney movie. Oh no, that's not a Disney movie. I keep confusing that it's a Disney movie. Rats of Nim. Oh, the the Secret of Nim. Yeah, the Secret of Nim. I mean, technically, it's a Disney movie now. Yes, technically. <laughs> technically, the Alien Fox. Queen is uh, a Disney the, princess. The Alien Queen is a Disney princess now. <laughs> and so is uh, most of Star Wars. <laughs> Pretty sure Luke's a Disney princess too. Luke's a queen. <laughs> <laughs> that whole family I like just to talk about Star Wars for one second I like how one family's dispute ruined an entire galaxy do you know how big a galaxy is <laughs> think about that <laughs> that's the power of the dark side it's the power of not using <laughs> That, that's just the power of teenagers. Teenage angst. Teenage angst. <laughs> and emotional damage. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so I completed Chia. And I was very impressed. Did you get a pet? So I've been trying to make I've been trying to avoid that joke the whole time. <laughs> Not that kind of Chia. I know. <laughs> I figured someone would make that joke. I'm just, I'm just sad it wasn't me. Let's get into some of the news because some of this news is like hilarious. <laughs> well, uh, before we get into Activision Blizzard's in, in court by the U.S. government. Yeah, they're being tax sued evasion. by the Department of Tax, the taxation, the tax evasion. <laughs> it's actually hilarious. The very specific thing that they got that they got uh, accused of. Uh, it's, um, what's it called? Conglomerate tax. They're saying that the, that Blizzard Activision, uh, files a flat tax fee across all their platforms, which they shouldn't be able to do. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean they shouldn't be able to do? Like, they're supposed to be paying different state taxes and they're just like, no, one flat fee. 
I thought it was something. It's like apparently it has everything to do with the fact that they have company accounts that are overseas, but they're still getting money from them. Yes. And they're not paying the correct tax rate. They're correct. still charging a U.S. tax rate. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, you're mad? <laughs> the U.S. The U.S. is mad that Activision Blizzard is is messing up taxes for other countries, not itself. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> so they got sued. <laughs> yeah, they're getting sued. It's hilarious. Uh, staying on top of that whole thing. Uh, Sony's mad. Sony's mad at <laughs> the UK. The UK, because the UK went ahead and was like, yeah, we see nothing wrong here. You should be able to go ahead and this Microsoft Activision acquisition should go ahead as planned. Yeah. And Sony was not happy with that. But if we're sitting here, I'm like, you have Call of Duty. You have the Call of Duty killer. I don't care what anyone tells me. I mean, to be fair, like, Killzone, SOCOM, and MAG were much better games than Call of Duty. Call of Duty only got popular because it was the lowest common denominator shoot. Yeah. And it sold more than all those games. The original SOCOM sold a lot. I mean, yeah, it did, but Call of Duty sold more than those games. Yeah, but Call of Duty also, the reason why Call of Duty was so popular was because it it had History Channel money originally. My my thing is this is like I can understand where Sony's come from because it sucks to lose a game that they're not even look like Microsoft said we're not even taking it away, (laughs) but they don't believe them. That's the thing, and I that's a a right that's 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 a rightful concern because a company can say yeah we're doing this and then but then yeah but then Sony also says like I don't care how many deals you offer us like he's the president of Sony said that I know Jim Ryan needs to go. Because um, <laughs> he's quite frankly just messing it up for everyone over there. Um, he says, I, like, literally when he said that, I'm like, I'm 90% sure Microsoft, like, was like, yeah, we'll give you the games for another, like, 10, 20 years. Like, they'll be, they'll be on. Because it's like, why would we want less money? Like, think about that. Why would we want less money? From a business perspective, it is stupid yeah. for Microsoft to take it away from PlayStation. It's like, why would we want less money? That makes no sense. It makes no sense to like try to take a franchise and just, especially for a franchise that was as large as Call of Duty, and, and just then make it shift it to one. Exactly, only. it makes no it just sense. Doesn't make sense. Nobody wins in that scenario. Yeah, literally, like nobody wins. It's in like that it's, and I think that's the reason why Sony's losing because everyone's looking at this like, you know, as a business decision. Why would Microsoft leave money on the table? They're Microsoft. They don't leave anything on the table. Yeah. If there's free money on the table, they'll take it. Even if it means taking away standard features of Windows and then making a new tier so you can unlock those standard features of Windows for an extra $100. I think for Sony, it's like... (laughs) Looking at you, Windows Pro. (laughs) The big thing with Sony is they're looking at not just Call of Duty, but just also the loss of other pl- games that would have come out multi-platform and my thought process on that is a lot of these games most people don't really care about like yes starfield has a large following but the larger starfield community is gonna be on pc regardless yeah that, that's the thing like the like, platform that they're going to is pc <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, let, let, let's be honest, like, they're like, oh, what about, what if they take away Diablo? I'm like, yeah, the Diablo bread and butter is on PC. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, what about Overwatch? PC. 
World of Warcraft. I'm like, World of Warcraft's never coming to console. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like... Blizzard- like, think about what Activision publishes mm-hmm. outside of Call of Duty. What have they published? Crash Bandicoot. And why would... It, it's on PC. It's on everything. It's on everything. Yeah. No one... No, it's like... Uh, this is just this is just classic Sony being Sony. I'm gonna the, the, I'll be honest with you. Excuse me, classic greedy Sony being greedy Sony. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Microsoft is gonna sit there because Microsoft has enough money to do this and revive Guitar Hero. <laughs> I'm dead serious. They could. They would do it in a heartbeat too. I'm sure they would. If they found some way to turn it pro- to make it profitable, they would. Subscription service. Guitar oh. Hero as a live service game. Like how they do for Beat Saber, yeah. Where you pay for the expansion packs, then you have to charge that much. You want ten songs? Yeah, give us like ten bucks, a dollar a song. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, it prints money. <laughs> yeah, Sony's definitely going about it the wrong way, and it's unfortunate to see. We're uh, gonna company. buy Square Enix and they're gonna buy Square Enix in like. In like protests, and the Nintendo's gonna be like, "Fine, we're buying Konami and Capcom." That's how I see this playing out. I don't think Capcom or Konami would do that right now because they're very comfortable. It depends on how much cash is on the table because both of those companies will sell out for the right price, and Nintendo's the only of the big three that has the liquid capital. It wouldn't be a stock buying thing like most of these mergers and acquisitions. This is just straight Nintendo rolling up with their war chest. Open the briefcase. There's just solid gold bars. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that the, the companies in question like Square Enix, for example, they're happy to put stuff on whatever. And they'll primarily put things on the PlayStation yeah. 5. Um, so he's not I, happy with them putting things on whatever, though. But that's Sony's fault. That's Sony's fault because remember the article that I shared with you Mm -hmm. where it's like Sony's devs and Sony's like upper management has pushed away the B B and C tier game devs. Yep. Well, Nintendo has embraced them and so has Microsoft. So it's like, hey, they have the larger like those kinds of games. Well, yes, a lot of them are really bad, but a lot of those games also grow your install base Mm -hmm. because a lot of those game makers have cult followings of their own. So it's like Microsoft and Nintendo sit there's like, cool. Hey, look at the size of our install base now. Do you want to give us an exclusive game? Because here's your guaranteed install base. Good example of this is Octopath Traveler 2. Simultaneous launch on Steam and Switch. Mm. And game's doing great. It's a very difficult game, though. Yeah. I mean, just some, some games just have the luck of the draw when it comes to that. I don't know. I, there's also the Sony news of the new handheld. Uh, the supposed new handheld that's going to come out. It's which not, the controller it's with not the a screen. Con- it's, it's, it's a patent that they have for a controller that's gonna, that would be used for the PlayStation 5 for the purposes of um, remote play. Like you can yeah. stream it to the screen that's built into all that yeah. controller. I'm just saying they're like... You mean the Vita? You mean the Vita? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I'll I, be honest with you. 
Um, how this came out is absolutely hilarious. It's because it was filed with the FTC. Yeah, and everyone's just like, what is this, Sony? You're a little late to the party. Everyone's looking at what Valve did and is now copying them. And I'm sitting here, I'm yeah. like, you realize this existed before. Mm-hmm. Sony, you had this. Not on one console, but two consoles, technically. Yeah. You had the PSP and then you had the Vita. Uh, for this type of iteration, though, I really hope it is just a controller. Like, I do not want them to do another handheld. Like, I, it, they had the time to do it when the Switch was in its, like, prime. Yeah. But then, like, the Steam Deck came out, and it's like, don't, don't bother now. Like, just don't. I have a feeling they're going to still do a handheld. I don't see them doing it. But that. not through the PlayStation brand. Like, through their phone? Like, <laughs> no, through their Vio brand. Like the Sony Vio handheld? Yeah. And, and here's the reason why I'm thinking that. Um, <laughs> Logitech G, but yeah. So the reason why I say this, if you look at it, a lot of what people are looking at, the, the handheld computers like the Ioneos, everything like that, the, the Steam Deck, right. Asus's new one, um, Asus ROG's new one, the Logitech, they're, those, minus the Logitech one, because that's straight streaming, they're also computers. You can dock them. You can attach a keyboard and mouse to them. The Vio platform, they're deemed pro la- prosumer laptops, high-end laptops for a quote-unquote reasonable price. They've lost, so yeah, uh, yeah, basically a Sony Vio deck. And they've kind of lost, the Vio lost its niche being the, uh, what's it called? platform the macbook killer platform because apple figured out the perfect marketing scheme and then sony did the same thing that they always do proprietary bs everything like that that's what worries me about this little handheld thing Mm. if sony wants to make this a success and wants to make money off of it two things have to happen first sony has to price it reasonably yeah i i I am not paying 200 to 300 dollars for a controller with a screen in it. I wouldn't pay no more than like maybe 150 for it. Yeah. And that and like that's pushing it even for me. It's like you have to throw in like two months of like PlayStation Plus or something with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> two. Actually now three things. Two. If they make it proprietary. Yeah, they're going to make it proprietary. We know that. But that's going to be the death knell of it. That just becomes e-waste. It becomes garbage. It should the second be. it moves from the platform. It should be able to connect to... The PC. It should be like a standard Bluetooth controller yeah. that works on anything. Like. That works on anything. Three, that they tie the streaming, the streamability to it to PlayStation Plus, like one of the tiers. I don't think they would do that. That just makes no sense. It does make no sense, but this is also Sony, which has made really stupid things. I agree with that. But the that, Vita that, memory card. As stupid as they the can The Viva's be. SD card. As stupid as some of their decisions are, <laughs> they generally tend to lead more, more towards like the smarter decisions. They just make some really big stupid. When they make a stupid decision, it's a big stupid that, decision. That's the thing that I'm saying. I'm like, that's going to be like, they could hit two of those things correctly, and that would be the big stupid decision. It's like, oh yeah, streaming's only available, or like higher quality streaming's only available if you have this tier of like the PlayStation service. I'm going to yeah. be like, you idiots. Yeah. You that, idiots. That's Sony for you. You know, Jim Ryan comes down to an open field, holds up his hands, and goes, stupid. <laughs> And, uh, and then we get bolder size stupidity from Jim Ryan. 
I mean, like the Inzone products, they're just rebranded Bravia screens. Yeah. Someone cracked one open is like, wait, this is the same panel that goes in a Bravia TV. It's just cut in like small. Yeah, it's just a, it's a redesigned Bravia TV. <laughs> redesigned. It just <laughs> redesigned. Yeah. It's an overclocked Bravia TV, which is the hilarious part. Yeah. But they're really good TVs. They're just. I have a Bravia over? TV. They, they finally got me back to buying one of their TVs. But the Inzone itself is really good too. It's just, it's just. Too expensive. expensive it's it too expensive. I bought, I bought, because I have the same panel, but it's not a Bravia, but it is the same kind of panel. I have three of them. And one of them basically, I'm like, wow, this is cheaper than, than the end zones. And those are my PC monitors, and they're 1440p and the beautiful monitors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because Bravia OLED. I have the OLED, uh, I have their new OLED, like their flagship one. The PlayStation 5 looks so pretty on it. I'm sure it does. My only complaint, my only actual complaint is the TV updated recently. And I have like a Marantz. So like I have like a thing that everything plugs into. And it keeps disconnecting from the Marantz. It's like, no. But I will connect the PlayStation 5 as, as the media hub. I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> it's not how it works. That's how they want you to do it. Exactly. I'm like, <sighs> Sony, make, a rece make receivers again, Sony. If you make a good AV receiver, I'll be happy. Let's get into some of this esports news just to get away from the console stuff. We got a uh... <laughs> esports news. Well, FaZe Clan is circling the drain. Yes, they are. <laughs> FaZe Clan is losing only a live... bunch of money. You can only Snoop make... Dogg pieced out because like he bought like a high percentage of them or something. Two hundred fifteen k shares. Yeah, and then he was like, "I'm gonna sell these." Bye. Yeah, and then he dipped. Which is probably the smartest decision he's ever made. I feel generally bad. I, I I saw this coming for two reasons. FaZe Clan never really had a CF. None of these people know how to run a business. No. None of the people like at FaZe Clan, I'm like, none of you know how to run a business. I'm sorry. You can't live off of memes alone. Nope. You actually have to make money. And yes, merch sales are great. Yeah, that's great. That's a great way to make money. But, uh... You need something a little more tangible. Yeah, the, the thing is, they're you can only make so many T-shirts. And then the, the, you also, the thing is too, is like your fan base can only get so big in a in an amount where it's profitable to the point where like you will have to eat, sleep, and breathe gaming just to make that money, and you won't be able to like enjoy your life. Like, it's not even that. Like, I'll be quite honest with you, gamers are cheap. We per spend when you look at esports fans. To like meat sports fans. Yes, I said meat sports. Meat sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the lowest like regular sports fan, I think is like $12. Uh -huh. And those are baseball fans, basically. Like for return of investments on average. Right. Esports are like 50 cents. Oh. Huh? Like, we don't have money. We don't. We're broke because we spent all our money on on. Computer parts and like games and Fortnite skins. Yeah. So yeah, like I saw this coming. Everyone's saying it's the death of esports. I'm like, it's not the death of esports. It's the death of stupidity in esports. Yeah. Which we kind of needed. We kind of needed. We. This was one of those. This is one of those like arm checks that the industry needed. Like, yo, wake up. It's like. <laughs> This is what happens when you have too many people who have too much money and nothing to do with it. Yeah. 
get into something that they don't understand. You want you want to know why I'm excited for the Microsoft ma merger? Because we're just gonna get old school MLG again. Yeah, we're gonna have StarCraft. We're gonna have Call of Duty, and we're gonna have Halo all at the same dream hack, all run by Microsoft, and they're just gonna bring back MLG. So on top of the Face Clan lose, we also have uh, CLG <laughs> disbanding. Basically, like they're basically they sold the LCS slot. They're retiring the brand, and the reason why everyone's like, "Oh, this is this is not because of the esports." They're actually one of the most profitable esports teams, but it's because of the owner. Mm -hmm. And this is a very New York problem. Because the owner is Madison Square Garden. And does anyone know what Madison Square Garden is going through right now? Bankruptcy. <laughs> and a bunch of lawsuits. Because <laughs> the owner is a dirtbag. Yes. Who uses facial recognition to punish people who have nothing to do with his lawsuits. To the point that the liquor, the actual state liquor authority has stated to MSG, if you don't fix this and stop this, we're revoking your license for alcohol. Can you imagine a Madison Square Garden with no alcohol? You know how sad that would be? Imagine WrestleMania with no alcohol. I mean, WrestleMania probably never stepped foot in Madison Square Garden to begin with. Um, Wasn't there a wrestling event at Madison Square Garden? Or the, last, the last WrestleMania MSG was 20? Yeah. And that was many years ago. I'm talking about almost 10 years ago. Yeah, it's been about 10. Was it 10 years ago? WrestleMania 20? Uh... WrestleMania 20 was 20 years ago? Wait, yeah. well, well, right. We're, we're at WrestleMania 39. We are old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my head. That's just like how I found out that Wind Waker's 20th anniversary was like a few days ago. Oh, God. <laughs> I bet you uh, still remember who was at that WrestleMania, too. I do. <laughs> that was the one Benoit one. The real thing that has to happen and is Eddie the Barclays need to buy one. the LCS slot. Yeah. <laughs> so it could continue to be the New York true disappointment. Have a great season, blow it in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> the true New York tradition. Terrible. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're not. <laughs> um, it's just interesting to see like these two prominent teams go through all the <laughs> Go up, yeah. Like, where did it go wrong? Uh, with MSG, they spent a lot of money stupidly. With they both spent a lot of money stupidly. Let's just leave it at that. that. <laughs> what do you think they spent on that was like not... I'll what, be quite what? honest with I'm probably going to get so much flack for this. Overinflated player salaries. Was one of them. So their payroll was probably not really like manageable. And the fact that they were spending it on these offices and everything without really understanding their bottom line. They never they were always thinking that the VC capital money would always be there. The reality is you can't run a business like that. A lot of land centers that have kind of opened here are running into that problem now. It's like, yeah, the VC, you have to actually prove your pro your concept. That's why I never took VC money here. Like, mm. I have to prove the concept works, and it does work. It makes money. For sure, for sure. It's, it's really, it's really, really terribly 
The whole thing was that it was basically uh, what's it called? It was money laundering, but like in the legal way. It was it was legal money laundering, which is weird to say because money laundering is not legal. <laughs> I mean, but. buying apartments in New York City is one other way to launder money. Yes. I mean, investing in companies that you know probably because it's like, well, these companies are—they probably made more money with flops. Honestly, they're probably making more money with these companies going under uh -huh. than them actually being profitable. Probably. Let's be honest. The other thing, like I said, there were too many, too many brands that were trying to divide to be like, we are the esports brand. When it's like, no, you don't need to do that. There were too many, um, too many people went into games that weren't really proven or popular. To be quite honest with you, Apex is really the only battle royale game that is fun to watch competitively because it's three v threes at all times. Mm -hmm. So you can follow individual groups, and it makes sense. Yeah. Then there's, um, if you look at the ones that are tied in true, you have Evil Geniuses, you have Cloud9, you have Team Liquid, what are the, uh, Navi, um, Team Secret, what do they all have in common? What, what do they all have in common? They go for the two bread and butter games. Dota 2. Dota 2, Counter-Strike. They use those winnings there and they use those sponsors there as backfill for their stuff. And then they go into Rocket League. Everyone sits here is like, but Rocket League's not a big esports. I'm like, Rocket League makes bank. You can make money playing Rocket League. You know, Rocket League makes a lot of bank because you have the entire auto industry now throwing money at it. Yep. Those licenses cost money. Like. And it's perfect to advertise on. You could slap a logo on a car. You could slap a logo in the arena. Mm -hmm. And people will pay for that ad space. Yep. If you think about it, look at um, Apex. Where do you see the ad space in Apex? Nowhere. If you look at Fortnite, where do you see the ad space? Nowhere. It, it's, it's, that, that's the honest truth. Like Everyone's like, oh, we don't want ads. This is why I sit here. I was like, no, the FGC can do ads correctly. Street Fighter 6 can do ads correctly. Yeah. They just have to be built into the background. That's where they normally put them. Yeah. Like the signs, like, uh, what's the street? Uh, not India. It's um, the New York looking one. That stage? I mean, that, that stage of Street Fighter 6 is Times Square. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking one of the older ones. I wasn't thinking about sex, but okay. Times Square. Every one of those billboards should be able to run an actual real-life ad. Mm -hmm. And congratulations, you're just printing money now. Yep. <laughs> the best of NASCAR, NASCAR with, with the, the best, best of FIFA. FIFA. Speaking of FIFA. Oh, yeah. EA, EA is petty. EA has revealed their new uh, football. Uh, that's soccer to you Americans. A new football uh, company is now known as uh, F. Was it FC? I guess so. Yeah, FC. Yeah, and it stands for Football Culture. Uh, this is what's going to replace the annual FIFA game, and this time it's just going to be open to all soccer leagues. So it's not just thank God the one area of soccer. It's all the soccer in one game. Yeah, it's going to be great. It is going to be great for EA. Um, 
I'm really happy. If the rumor that I heard about it is true, that they're going to make it a lot like they, they're thinking of doing it as a live service. What it is, is they're going to do it as a live service. And what I'm basically anytime there's a change in player or yeah. a, a team update or a new team is the updates are going to be free. Yeah. I'm sitting here. I'm like, hi, that's how it should have been this entire time. Yep. I would rather pay a monthly subscription. At that point, like $10 a month, mm -hmm. like the standard MMO subscription. It's like, oh, you give me all the updates for free. That way you can keep the servers running and everything, keep the content flowing because you now have an install base. And that install base is like, oh, for $10 every month, I basically, I get a free game basically every for, yeah. for 10 bucks a year. Come on. That's, a, that's, that's nuts. So this actually caused a little bit of a stir because then people were asking, oh, why doesn't Madden do that? And we found out why Madden doesn't do that. The actual NFL contract. Yeah. They says they EA has to make a new game every yeah, year. Yeah. So for once, I actually sat here. I want to apologize to EA and be like, wow, you guys, you guys actually are, are, are in a stupid contract. It's you, you're the victim. <laughs> you're literally the victim. Because I'm pretty sure they probably sat down and realized this would be just cheaper for us not to make a new game every year. Yep. You guys can make more money if you just did this live service. But the NFL being, you know, the NFL, no. The same thing with the NBA. For their basketball games, which now I think the NBA is only on 2K anyway. Yeah, it's so. only on 2K anyway. So, but and then there's the show. And yeah, for MLB. MLB the show. Which yeah. what's funny about MLB the show is that's a Sony developed property and it's multi-platform. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sony's over here complaining about exclusivity. It's like you guys make the show <laughs> and you somehow put it on the Switch. <laughs> I don't know. This whole exclusivity thing just doesn't like. I, I understand that you want your first party stuff to do well, but when it comes to certain games, like just be happy they exist. Like just, just stop. There's only one company that really survives off of exclusivity. At this point, it's what kind of controller do you like? Yeah, it's literally what it comes down to now. Or you know what? What franchises do you prefer? You yeah, know? and we and everyone's going to do the same thing. They're gonna buy a Nintendo system. And then another system. Yeah. Or a PC. That's literally all you need nowadays. You're always going to have the Nintendo system because everyone wants to play Nintendo games. I mean, I held off on Nintendo systems for a while. You know, the Switch was the one that brought me back. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for some type of new Switch update because it's, it's needed. There is. There was a pattern found. Um, I heard about the patent. Yeah. Yeah. There's a pattern found supposedly around next year. We're going to be hearing something about the, 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 the smaller switch. No, um, and a hardware refresh switch. What everyone was calling the switch pro. They're just like, I, it's just going to be, I think they're just going to do like, Hey, here's basically the switch too. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a winning formula already. Mm -hmm. You have this nice catalog. They're going to make it backwards compatible. They'd be dumb to make it not backwards yeah. compatible. They're making hand over fist of these monies off of the, of, off the carts alone. Mm -hmm. You know how much a cart costs now? They're expensive. No, they're not. They used to be expensive. Yeah, they used to be expensive. They now charge, they're basically being charged a dollar. Well, in the terms of manufacturing, yes, that's a lot of money, but a dollar a cart. And they also figured out, hey, um, we now got them pushing to 100 gigs. Yep. I'm like, Damn, it's a lot of space in those things. Damn, you guys are really pushing the cartridge system back again. Like, yeah, <laughs> it works well. Like, look, think of the load times. The load mm -hmm. times aren't even that bad on the Switch. No, they're not. 
Um, Everyone's like, oh, but the load time's faster on the PS5. Yes, because you're loading off an SSD, which, hey, just to remind you, is basically a cartridge. Yep. Solid state. That's what cartridges were. They were solid state media. Everyone's going to be like, congratulations, you're still using cartridges. Yeah. You're just using cartridges with extra steps. <laughs> you're using cartridges with faster memory controllers. Uh, but good on EA for this announcement. Uh, it, it's been I'm, I'm very so positively happy received. <laughs> they, they threw they, NFL under the They threw them under the threw, bus. I know. It was, I was surprised to see like yeah, So now know. everyone's going to look at NFL and be like, no, make it a live service. You'll make more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the NFL wants them to sell discs. You can still sell discs. You can do both. It's a thing. I think at this rate, EA doesn't care because they've been focusing so much on a lot of like single player efforts that they just don't care anymore. Have right? you seen the trailers for the new Star Wars game? I am so excited for this game. I sat there. I was like, you know, I didn't care because it was like, OK, it's more. It's more. Uh, what's it called? Star Wars Dark Souls. OK, whatever. Now I started watching the trailers. I'm like, hate you. You make me feel like it's the early, it's 2003 again. Yeah. Get the story like the story is looking really interesting. Like, for wait. Ah, you did this too well. I hate you. Star Wars. It's sad that EA is doing better Star Wars than, you know, the people who have the actual IP. Well, the the movies, at least, because Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Oh, they're doing great. They're doing the Lord's work. They're (laughs) they're carrying that entire franchise. Between the Mandalorian and Bad Batch, I'm just like, you guys can do no wrong. Yeah. 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 And I love the fact that EA's tapped into it with this. Because uh, they're using, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, the extended universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that that, what's her name, said didn't exist anymore because they didn't want to pay the writers anymore, the royalty fees. No comment. <laughs> Speaking of royalty fees. What royalty? There is no royalty. Yeah, the royalty that is known as the BAFTAs. <laughs> oops, yes, oops, you oops. just closed it. I just closed it. <laughs> not bad there we go anyway so the BAFTA awards were held uh, after we went off the air last week so we got the winners of all these awards here uh, I think we have enough time to go through them all so let's start from the bottom and work our way up a little bit um, for technical achievement we got Horizon Forbidden West uh, Christopher Judge and Leia Deleon Hayes won for their roles in uh, God of War Ragnarok. Christopher Judge got uh, best performer in a leading role, and Leia Deleon Hayes, who played Angle Boda, she won for a supporting role. Uh, best narrative went to Immortality, which is a very cool indie game. You should definitely check it out. Original property went to Elden Ring. I have an issue with this. Why? Not technically original. Yes, it is. It's just more souls. But it's, it's got its own original stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, God of War took away six awards at this show, by the way. They won for Best Music. Uh, they got the Fan Vote Game of the Year award. Yeah. Uh, the actual BAFTA Game of the Year went to Vampire Survivors. That's fine with me, actually. Which is fantastic, you know. It's a game that spawned a whole new genre. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like multiplayer going to Elden Ring. Yeah, I don't understand, like, because, like, I get that there's the, you can invade other people's games. What was the, what were the other nominees? A multiplayer? Yeah. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, FIFA 2023, Overwatch 2, um, and Platoon 3, I think, was also. Platoon 3 should have won that. 
Compared to everything else other than Elden Ring? Yeah. Sound grimy like that. Best evolving game went to Final Fantasy XIV Online. Best family game went to Kirby and the Forgotten Land. That is not a family game. Yes, it is. It is an eldritch horror game. It's a cute game. You kill God, That's who happens to be you. But he wasn't Secret you. boss. It wasn't you. I mean, it's technically what Kirby should have become if he uh, went through the full training and yeah. actually incubated. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> best debut game went to Tunic. Uh, best British game went to Roller Dome, which... I've never sure. heard of it. Uh, artistic achievement went to Tunic, which is an amazing game. You should all play Tunic. Yeah, we, we we've highlighted that many times on the show. Uh, God of War was probably the big winner since it ran. That was what six awards? It was yeah, animation, six award- audio achievement, music, music. If you count the two, uh, supporting, count the two roles, supporting roles, yeah. characters. So God of War Ragnarok was definitely the big winner. Overall. I mean, to be quite honest with you, God of War Ragnarok was the game of the year. I really was. Like as much as everyone's, but Elden Ring, I'm like, yes, I get it. But Elden Ring only did so well because there was nothing else mm-hmm. until God of War. If those two games launched side by side, I'll be quite honest with you, God of War would have overshadowed Elden Ring. <laughs> Game of the year that wasn't Vampire Survivors. Woo! <laughs> uh, there's a reason why I I decided to give it to God of War Ragnarok. Um. I will go on the record and say there was a part of me that I initially wanted to give it to Vampire Survivors. Oh, yeah, same. Um, but then again, I just I felt really there was I, I was conflicted as to like, you know, compared to all these other big games that came out. You know, when I when you look at yeah. Elden Ring, when you look at God of War Ragnarok, yeah. when you look at it's, Plague it's, Tale Requiem, the, I'm just yeah. like, I don't know how I feel about giving this game of the year over one of those. Oh, right. I um, get it. But at the same time, it's it's one of those games that just comes out and you're like, you spawned a whole genre. Yeah, for real. Like, like for me, it's like I, I always have to default back to the way that I think about it when it comes to game of the year. One, the impact it has when it came out. Yeah. You know, that's always something to consider when you go into game of the year. And then what it does for the industry is also another factor. Exactly. And whether or not it pushes something forward. A good example of this is um, Skyrim. I know we use it as a meme all the time. Right. And I remember one year we did choose it as game of the year. They give the year that it came out. In, In an old podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the the yes. podcast of old. old. And the reason why we said was at the time it, re- it did rewrite the book on how to do open world. Because they rewrote the book on how to do single player Player action action RPGs. RPGs. Yes. That's what I said about it. Yes. (laughs) But we also said, because the only other open world games that we had at the time to compare to it was Assassin's Creed. But it felt, Assassin's Creed really felt like a hub world Mm -hmm. with like the hub world was open world. And everyone's like, oh, this is amazing. This is the future. And then you have Skyrim come out and you're like, wait, you see that mountain? Yeah. Go climb it. Mm -hmm. What? What? Climb it. What's up there? I don't know. Find out. Yeah. And then you died from avalanches of spawning cheese. Yeah. So when you look at a lot of like our other game of the year choices, um, they tend to be very, one, they, they, they're always very emblematic of the year they came out. Yeah. In. Uh, and they're always games that did something really different and pushed the genre forward. Uh, when you look at, you know, our first uh, video winner, which was Super Mario Odyssey, for example. Reinvigorated the 3D platform Platformer. genre and on the game that woke the sleeping giant that, ten, that Nintendo tends to be. Yeah. Uh, 2018, we had God of War, which 
rewrote well, again rewrote the bar on single player right, RPGs. RPGs and uh, it's crazy to see that that's uh, then there was uh, 2019 was uh, Death Stranding which, which wrote, again was a whole new genre because Hideo Kojima yeah. created something that hasn't been done before like, yeah. and no one's like no one's well, done it again you know what so there is a genre of game there is one game that attempted it and it did it in a real way so if you guys have ever played the SnowRunner game yes uh, that's literally Death Stranding but you're a truck yeah, yeah. Um, then there's... Um, and then you have 2020 where we gave it to Animal Crossing Fall Guys and Among Us. Um, and then there was Metroid Dread. The Metroid sleeping, Dread. The sleeping, it's like, we, oh, you want Metroidvania? We, Here. We honored it in 2021. Um, but eventually 2021's Game of the Year was Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Um, and that was very similar to what Mario Odyssey did. Like Mario Odyssey was like, hey, industry... This is still a very good genre to use. And then Psychonauts 2 was like, yeah. what they said. What they said, yeah. <laughs> but then you also had like, the reason why for me it was Metroid Dread was because my personal for that year was Metroid Dread because mm-hmm. Nintendo came out and said, hey, industry, you're forgetting what Metroidvania is truly about. Horror. Yeah. You are alone. Survive. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean Survive. Survive. That game still to, to me like I I can't play Metroid Dread for too long because there are times where I'm just like my anxiety. Yeah, it's gets a, to it's me. A, it's a survival horror Metroidvania. Yeah, uh, which is hilarious to think of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when it came to last year's offerings, while we did give it to again, you know, I I fully agree that it still should have been God of War. I just think I should have been I should have listened to my gut more and yeah. really highlight just how good Vampire Survivors was. Yeah. Like if I could go back and redo that video, I probably would put put it a little a higher, higher on the list. list. It, it's such it It's going to be one of those games that when we look back 10 years for this decade, yeah. It's going to be on that top 10 list of decade games. Yep. Like how Minecraft. Everyone's like, "Oh, Minecraft, yeah, it's Mike." It's like you realize Minecraft changed how gaming is now mm-hmm. i think for this year what we're gonna see and this is uh, this might change over the course of the rest of the year but I, I think especially now because a lot of the bigger game studios are remastering they're remastering a lot of things they're just rebooting they're doing remakes or remasters yeah. there's not a lot of like new coming from these developers you, gonna, you see a lot of indie guys just come out with their stuff or dredge or actual studios just come out with a game and just like, Hey, we made this and we, maybe you'll like it. So like, if you look at like hi-fi, hi-fi rush. Oh my God. Uh, fantastic game. <laughs> I, I sit here. Like, I still wonder how did this dev team, which has only done these types of games, yeah. make this, uh, dredge is another one. Uh, and Chia also like Chia, Chia. Is, Chia right now is like Rusted Moss front runner for my favorite game so yeah. far. Rusted Moss hits all the notes for like the GBA era things, and I'm looking forward to that RPG coming out next uh, mm-hmm. next year. I uh, know in August, um, Star Something. Oh my god, I just dropped the, the name of it because basically it's the return of the traditional JRPG, but with like every with newer mechanics, right? And I'm looking forward to that because they're like, hey, we it's like, oh, we're 16 bit style. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. They probably used. A, and then they started talking about the dev. I said, it's like, no, you, you guys actually went the hard way. You actually coded this on 16 bit hardware for 2023. Yep. So everything 
all the pixel animations. I, I said there was like, oh my god, this is gonna be art. It's gonna be good. I think we're gonna we're gonna see uh, some good surprises. Yeah. For the rest of this year, I mean, we've had some good surprises already between the three, which we we just mentioned. Yeah. Chia Dredge, Hi-Fi Rush, fantastic games. You guys should check them out. Uh, I can't talk about it anymore because like. There's just enough. There's just enough said about even this game that uh, that our background is that we forgot to talk uh, about. Even this game, which uh, is gonna come right up. Technically, a fan game sponsored by Sega. <laughs> so we have the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, which uh, for those of you who are tuning in to us live, RJ and Jawal are gonna play through after this episode. Uh, but this was a fan game that Sega said, "Yeah, we're gonna give you money and put this out like an actual thing." It is one of the highest rated Steam games in the series history. Yeah, which is hilarious, uh, and it's basically a whodunit. It's sort of like Sonic's it, uh, dead. So- Sonic is dead. Sega killed Sonic, and you have to figure out who killed him. My money is on Amy because Amy has the mentality of if she can't have Sonic, no one will. You want to know what's really scary about that? They kind of explained that entire dichotomy in one of the comics, and I sat there like, "This is creepy." Now, yeah, that's why she's my she's my first suspect. It's Sonic's fault. I'm dead serious. Why is that? There's a three-year age gap between them, and Sonic used to flirt with her all the time, and then he got bored with her. But she was, fl- but he was flirting with her when she was like not really a teenager. And Mario suspects Alex did. <laughs> Maybe restart. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I'm pretty sure anything can happen in this game because it has. The- I think it's Blaze the Cat. It has. The entire Sonic cast, like anyone. Mine is Eggman, right? I don't think Eggman's in it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Eggman's like, oh, the usual suspect. Eggman's like, I'm on vacation. Yeah. Anyway, uh, (laughs) that's going to come on next after our show with RJ and Joel as they take on the mystery itself for this this podcast stream. That'll be perfect for them. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for sticking out through all this game news, even though it was kind of a, a jury news thing. We ended it with the BAFTA Awards, which is some of the most prestigious awards. Congratulations to all the games that one. were nominated and won. Um, we're as excited to uh, work on our own little game of the year thing as we pick and choose which games come out that uh, we want to highlight for our top 10. Uh, stick around after this. You know, you can check us out on all of our various social medias and our websites. Uh, check out our, our YouTube for our upcoming wrestling-themed visual novel, Kokoro no Pro. Uh, we were excited to be on display at WrestleCon uh, last weekend during WrestleMania weekend. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, That's where y'all were at? I was wondering what that photo was. Yeah. I'm like, what convention are they at? We're at WrestleCon. <laughs> That's great, actually. <laughs> uh, we have some more... Uh, Coco No Pro News coming for you guys. Within some time frame, you'll get to see some of the new stuff. If you weren't at WrestleCon, just hang tight. It'll be up Woo! on that YouTube uh, at some point. <laughs> it was. Um, and of course, our weekly streams that we have in and out. Uh, I finished Chia, so now I'm open again until Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So I guess I'll just go back to Fall Guys like I normally do. I know the Mega Man game's coming out. So, yeah. The Mega Man Legacy Collection for Battle Network. But our updated trailer is dropping soon. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, uh, stick around. RJ and Joel are going to be playing The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. (coughs) 
And uh, that'll do it for us. So until next time, as always, you've been decoded. Thank you.